0: There's most of the time, hopefully in your life, like there's something that's, that's bigger than you that you're a part of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the next obvious question is, well, why are you a part of that, mm-hmm. right? And then there is the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So storytelling to me is like discovering the why to whatever it is that like is bigger than yourself.
1: Welcome to the Storycraft Podcast for Storytellers. I'm your host, Meg Adams, and I'm here to help you explore how stories shape our connections. Wondering how stories help you network in advance? Looking to bridge online and face-to-face worlds, foster understanding and ignite innovation? Look no further. Whether you're a leader, communicator, educator, or just love a good story, join us for actionable insights and real talk with professional storytellers, all aimed at helping you build stronger, better connections. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. Oh, I bet. So we'll start. You want to start? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So this is so weird because I know all of your stories. Yeah. But I... Well, you
0: want to make sure you're not my shot there. You oh, don't want to lean over too far. Okay. okay. I'll sit there. Here back. we go. You know. Usually I'm behind the camera. I
1: know. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a good segue. Yeah, right? Right? Okay, yeah, but exactly. but <laughs> I'll take that tea up. Mm-hmm. Okay, but no, seriously, I want to start all the way back at the beginning. Okay. Because I um, I think with these interviews, I always ask this question like, where did you start in your career as a storyteller? Or like when did you figure out that you wanted to be a storyteller? Because here's the weird thing. I don't yeah. think that little kids, like when you ask the little kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? No one's ever going to say, I want to be a storyteller, mm-hmm. but it's interesting as we've talked to everybody, how they've kind of made their way into these careers. where What they're mainly doing is professional storytelling.
0: Right. Yeah. How did I know? Or what did I, how did I figure that out? You yeah. Like we're to,
1: Yeah. I mean, so like, if you think about the audience, like what yeah. is it in you that like made you want to be a storyteller?
0: It was the weather. Yeah. For sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've talked about this a lot, but I'm a, Uh, I went to school for meteorology and I was a meteorologist and still am sometimes on television. And I, as a kid, I just got a lot of, uh, one, I was really scared of the weather and I learned a lot about the weather because I was scared of it. Mm -hmm. And um, when I figured out that as I educated myself and read all the books, this was before social media and the internet really, you know, I went to the library and just all I ever checked out was weather books. And I just read them all the time and I learned all about it and I realized, oh, thunderstorms aren't that scary and tornadoes, Mm -hmm. well, they can be scary, but happen so rare, right? So Mm -hmm. once I learned about it, I just wanted to tell everyone about it. I wanted to tell everyone the weather story, right? And then when you got into television, when I got into television, you know, fast forward 12 years or so, Mm -hmm. I went to college for it. I never wanted to really be anything else. I always knew I wanted to be a meteorologist. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was always telling stories because people would ask me, what's the weather gonna be like? And <laughs> yeah. what do you do when somebody asks you what the weather's gonna be like? You, you tell them a story about sure. the weather, right? And so I don't think I realized it, but you know, that's what I had always been doing. And mm-hmm. I still do that today, even when I was on television, you know, I always think of it in my head as the weather story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how's that gonna be translated and easily received from people? Yeah. Right. How are people going to understand this? Because the weather is so subjective, right? Like what you think yeah. is hot is not what I think is hot. What I think is nice weather is not what you think is nice weather. Sure. So it's like, okay, you have to have that understanding of your audience. You have to have that understanding of what people think is, um, it's it's relative. It's all relative based on whoever's hearing the message. So weather is tricky and it's a hard, it's it's a, it's a tricky story to tell because people interpret it so many different ways. And that's true with all kinds of stories, right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's true with every (laughs) single story that you're going to tell.
0: Yeah. So I think I always was a storyteller. I just never knew it. When
1: did you realize that you mentioned like the subjectivity, right? Was there like a moment or a series of moments where you realized like, oh, I, the way that I see the world or the way that I am communicating this story is not mm-hmm. the way that others are receiving it.
0: That was probably the moment. And I've told you, you know, this story, but
1: I, te- I teed it up. God.
0: Yeah, you did tee that one up for me. That <laughs> was, that, that was the moment, right? So I yeah. was, I was a brand new 21, 22 years old, just out of Ohio state meteorology yeah. school. And I had my own, I had my own apartment and I had a nice little pool at my apartment in <laughs> Lima, Ohio, the gatehouse. And, uh, I loved it. It was cool. Like I had yeah. this own, I, I could go to work. I could come home, go to the pool, have your drinks. <laughs> right? it, was it was a great it
1: day. It was fun. It was like college
0: 2.0 for me. Right. It really was. Like sure. I, I had a bunch of friends that right. were my age and right. we had all come from like all corners of the United States. Like all these new people, all these yeah. new stories you're learning. It, it was really fun. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I yep. wouldn't take it back for the world. And Okay, so I had this, I just told you how much I liked my pool.
1: And your friends at the pool. And my friends at the pool. Right.
0: And I I would go on television and in the middle of the summer, my first summer there, I would tell people how great the weather was. Mm -hmm. It it was 90 degrees and it was hot and it was dry.
1: Head to the pool.
0: Head to the pool. And And it was like, all of a sudden it was like two days of 90 degree heat and then three days of 90 and then four and then five and we're like... Oh, hmm, this is pretty hot, but this is fun, right?
1: Yeah, pool day. This is
0: fun, and then we get start getting some phone calls, and Kyle, people are happy with you, and I start getting emails, Kyle. People, I tone down a little bit. I tone what down, right? Right. And well, Lima, Ohio. If you know anything about Ohio geography, mm-hmm. is in a very agricultural part of the state. Mm-hmm. A lot of farmers. Mm-hmm. A lot of farmers that their livelihoods depend on what the weather. The weather, yeah. And we were in the middle of a drought. Mm-hmm. And I, being young and naive, didn't didn't click. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think of my audience in that way. I didn't think mm-hmm. that well people might think that this weather is bad. Right. How could they think this weather's
1: right. bad? Right. Right.
0: That was my first real introduction when I started getting. And rightfully so.
1: Yeah, and I farmers
0: mean, that yeah, weren't happy with me. Right, what are you talking about, kid? Sure, yeah. This weather sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> well, to them it sucks, but it's still. Well, it, and your yeah. point, like to you, you're you're enjoying the ninety degree pool weather, is still valid. So this is like an interesting yeah, place great, to be, and I yep. think that um, what you learned, your your position was very public. Yep. So journalists and on-air broadcasters, maybe if you work for a PR agency and you're the person speaking to the public, maybe you're a politician, right? There are all of these jobs where you are professionally storytelling mm-hmm. on a public stage. So you do have to cater your message to the masses. But right. how do you, I mean, I, that, that's such a great story and such a good moment to learn that. But how do you, if you, I don't know if you've thought about this, but like, how do you balance that? How do you hold both? Like, how do you hold, I'm yeah. a 19 year old, 19, like 24, 21, 23, 22. 21, 22. I'm a kid. I enjoy the pool with the farmers who are also very angry because yeah. you learned obviously this, and this is a piece of storytelling too, right? Like it helps us be more empathetic. It yeah, helps us absolutely. put ourself in somebody else's shoes. Yep. Um, and that was like, but how do we manage, how do we manage both? And then also, I've never asked you this question, but did you, how do we manage the emotions that come with being checked like you were in that situation? Cause I'm guessing there might be a little bit of like shame, like, yeah. oh crap, I didn't, I didn't realize that. It's, and depending on how people, how the message was given to you that you were annoying.
0: Right. So what? So what's the main that's question? Lots of questions. Yeah, that, that I asked you.
1: I would say the first one would be like, how how have you now, almost twenty years past that incident?
0: I'm thirty nine.
1: <laughs> how do you balance? How do you hold yeah. space for these two stories or these two perspectives at once?
0: That's a that's a good question. You know, I um, I didn't do it well at first. Yeah. Right. Like, because when that happened, I was I felt a lot of emotions. I felt. Shame. Sure. I felt guilt. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, a little bit of sad. You know what I mean? Like, I like, was... No, oh, I
1: didn't realize that. I'm dumb. I Right. That. Like, how
0: dumb could I have been? But, like, I was such a naive young kid. Like, I didn't ever think that way up to that point. I hate to admit it.
1: No, sure. But, this but is, like, this I is, didn't. Uh, the, but this is growth... this is what storytelling does Mm -hmm. right when you tell us you have to put yourself out there yeah so you have and then somebody's gonna come and tell you their perspective and it might be completely different than yours and you were at a point where it was like they were agitated Mm -hmm. about the story that you were telling
0: yeah so in my case when that happened I almost overcompensated too much I think okay like I almost like was not crippled but like I, when it came to making like calls on the weather, it was really hard for me for a while because yeah. I was so like worried. What about these people? Where are these people going to think? Where are those mm-hmm. people going to think? Where are these people going to mm-hmm. think? Like yeah. that, and then you, when you're legitimate. In, right, when you're in front of 60,000 people.
1: Sure, you're not going to make all 60,000 of them Exactly,
0: happy. and that's kind of what I was going to lead to. And it took me two or three years to just realize you're never going to make everybody happy. And I also realized, I stopped giving my opinion on the weather, right? <laughs> like right. no one cares what yeah. I think is great weather because yeah it's not what you think is great weather right right so I kind of learned that too but um, yeah I, I was it was it was crippling at first right because I was I would sit there and I would just stress over it and obsess over it and think I would think of all the audiences I would think okay there's gonna be kids watching this there's gonna be parents watching this there's gonna be farmers watching this you know all this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm answering your question. You
1: are. Yeah.
0: I eventually I learned that you can't please everybody. And that's still a lesson that I'm learning. And, and, and everybody's learning, right? Like right. At some point, you do have to say what you think. hmm And that's what I learned to do with repetition over time. Yeah. Time and time again.
1: Right. And yeah. then, you know, like, I think, too, that was, like, probably, I'm assuming, like, your first incident where somebody corrected yeah. you. Yeah, now, I at called to my boss's you, office. Yeah, and, all the time. It happens again and again. You yeah. become a little bit more... Um, or less sensitive to it. Exactly. Um, Like you said, Mm people-pleasing. But I'm curious if you do... This kind of leads to advice for people who... I think we work with people all the time at Homeplace Creative who don't want to be on camera. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what... Like you mentioned the word crippling.
0: Yeah.
1: Is this fear of, (laughs) oh no, what are people going to say if I say what I actually think? Like, or how do you... How That's do you funny, get past yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that, um, I mean, I, t- I, I, was, I was literally having this conversation with somebody yesterday, and yeah. I, I sent a video to someone and a client, and uh, yeah, I did this little thing I did wrong. And I was like, listen, I hear this every week, right? From people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something so minute that people see in themselves because we're all, all our own worst critics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and like, you gotta trust me on this one no one's going to notice, Yeah. no one's going to notice, yeah. especially with our style of interviewing, which mm-hmm. is very conversational and very, I don't know if you want to call it authentic, but it's not scripted. Right. Right. Because obviously when there's a camera involved, nothing's truly authentic. Sure. Um, but I mean, I'll give you another example. Uh, you are your own worst critic, right? You watch yourself on a video. I watch myself on a video you always nitpick yourself the worst, no matter, I mean, maybe you don't. That's great if you don't. I mean, but.
1: honestly, I'm kind of like at the point where I'm like, oh, well. Um,
0: yeah, because you've like, been but doing I, it. Yeah, that's true. You've like when I first started so out, I'm when like, oh, look at my out. split
1: of look When at, you first yeah, started that's out. That's true. Right? Oh, and my gosh. I, not
0: everybody's like us, Meg. Not everybody. You
1: like... use <laughs> the word. No, actually, you, you. Uh, thank you for checking me in this moment. Um, you use the word crippling, and I'm going to say yeah. that was absolutely true. Yeah. It, but, but, so here's the reverse, psychology. I, I don't know, it's like, I'm coming full circle. But when you're, it's like, when you're crippling yourself, you're, def- it's like you said, you're your own worst critic, but yeah. like.
0: You're stopping your story, your story from, getting, from told. getting told. Right. Absolutely, because you're so worried about the little details. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. And no one cares. No right, one. that's so true. No one cares.
1: Love what you're hearing on this podcast? Consider booking me to speak at your next event. Dive further into the transformative power of storytelling with my keynote. Tell better stories, speak up, stand out, and build community. In a world that often amplifies our differences, my talk invites you to embrace genuine connections. Break free from the echo chambers and discover the art of storytelling. Learn how to share your own narrative, listen actively, and foster communities that flourish on shared experiences. Check out the show notes to learn more about how to book a talk for your next event. I want to qualify, when, we, when, we're, when I'm talking to you about storytelling and with all the interviews, you know, we're talking about speaking, we're talking about having a conversation over a cup of coffee, we're really talking about storytelling in its most basic form. For you, it was like, obviously to the masses on television, if you're a small business owner, maybe you're seeing storytelling as, you know, how to forward mm-hmm. the messaging of your organization or business, mm-hmm. but at the heart of it is connection right? From one human to another. It's just, this is our vehicle to connect to each other, to share our perspective, like the farmers shared with you, uh, their perspective to your (laughs) perspective. Right. Yeah. Right. So how do you, when you talk to people and you say, okay, you know, I have a client who says they're focused on this tiny detail and you no okay nobody's paying attention to that because your story is so Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: so good for the person who's just starting right or they're scared about whatever the detail is because that's valid too uh, what would you tell them
0: scared to be on camera like
1: scared to tell their story at any
0: yeah okay so i would tell them you know, what I've kind of learned over time, and I've seen a lot of people do this. Mm -hmm. um, No one's going to advocate for you better than you, Mm -hmm. right? Because kind of thinking about what what, you can be your own worst critic Mm -hmm. most of the time, Mm -hmm. but you can also, and you are also your best advocate most of the time. So if you can't or don't want to, Put yourself out there, and it is hard.
1: It is. I don't want to. I really don't want to belittle it because it it's isn't. it's tough. I think back to twenty when you mentioned like twenty one year old Kyle. Like, I think back to twenty one year old yeah. Meg, and I just on air on TV, and I just kind of want to give her a hug because it was hard. Yeah,
0: you're insecure. Mm-hmm. You're man. I mean, everybody's. I'm still insecure, but like not right. like I was when I was twenty one. No, or it's just part of your. You grow you and grow? yeah, right. Like so you talked about. it's. You, yeah, that's it's it's tough. You got to do it with repetition, but once you do it, I mean, like it's almost like therapy, right? Like mm-hmm. you, no, oh, that was that was pretty easy. That, was, that wasn't too bad. And that's then okay. someone yeah. says something about it, and then they're like, you get a nice little compliment. And you're like, oh, that was. I remember what you said about that. Like, I, I when I talk on our videos on our social media channels, mm-hmm. I have people come up. Someone comes to me the other day, and he's. Um, He's uh, like the leader of his um, school union. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, hey, I've been watching what you say on your videos. And I've been kind of using some of those tactics. Nice. And the way, yeah, right? Like yeah. when you get stuff like that, like well, it's yeah. like.
1: Well, it's going back to the heart of it, which I was hoping you would say that. And right. I really appreciate it that you said it in a story because to me, it's been when the purpose is larger than myself.
0: Exactly. Like when
1: I know that like I'm saying this to the one person that might need to hear it today, Mm -hmm. like, or this story might help this person. I might make this person's path a little easier.
0: Right. And the other thing I would say too, um, is that we oftentimes have a tendency to forget that what we do every day, people all, people don't understand right? Like Can we, you, we well, all right. So we tend to think that like weather, for example, for me, I know a lot about the weather and it's <laughs> hard for me to remember sometimes that other people don't know a lot about the weather.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see right? where you're
0: going with this. Yeah. Like, Oh, which way does high pressure spin? Oh, that high pressure spins uh, counterclockwise, Kyle. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I, I How could you not know I, that? Right? I, I like that have type no, of thing. Right? I literally
1: have no clue the way high pressure is. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, what's the
0: temperature of freezing, Meg? Oh my God! Don't do this to me. Right, but like, and I have to tell no, like, myself. Seriously,
1: what is it? You told me like five thirty-two times. degrees. I was gonna say thirty-one. So.
0: <laughs> but 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 I say that to say like you have to remind yourself that yes. what you pay attention to and what you study and what you like live every day. in, in my case, public speaking and being right. in front of a camera and behind a sure. camera. People don't know that. Like you have to, un- you have to understand. Like there are people out there that know, but most don't because they're busy and they have other right. things they're doing. And yeah, they don't sit around all day and think about this.
1: Yeah, so right. Yeah, absolutely. So keep that in mind. Right.
0: When you're putting yourself out there, you're gonna help somebody.
1: Yeah, and so that okay. So I'm gonna circle us all the way okay. back around to the first question or the first part of this conversation when you said. I had to really, as a weather person,
0: on- meteorologist,
1: as a meteor. Sorry.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went. It was, that was tough. That was tough. Four years.
1: Atmospheric science. Yeah, yeah,
0: a lot of math, a lot of science. I'm proud of it.
1: You should be. Yeah. I'm just like you I, seem
0: proud of your PhD.
1: I really apologize. Yeah. As a meteorologist.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
1: On television. Yep. Speaking to sixty thousand plus people. Yeah. Routinely every day. Mm-hmm. Um, You had to like you had to frame a message for the masses, like you yeah. said now as a videographer, you know, at Homeplace Creative, you are working directly with organizations, business owners, you know, people who are reaching more of a direct audience. So you just mentioned like, I'm speaking to that one person or I'm helping this specific type of person. So how how has that changed? Like in terms of the way that you storytell from, okay, the story for the masses, now, now I'm speaking to this pretty, you know, very more specific audience
0: okay, so but I, I'm all right, I'm going to assume that maybe you're asking how I help somebody craft a narrative, right yeah. because people all the time mm-hmm. they say, "Well, this is an interesting, I don't have a good story, that type of thing, but you'
1: and I, love it, right. and I is, love it when people say yeah, that difference I love
0: it when people say that. yeah,
1: with the acknowledgement yeah that the difference is you're crafting, you can't really get into the weeds when you're talking to 60,000 people versus when you're talking to a... You can talk to... But yeah. you, unless you're talking to 60,000 people of a specific type.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. That's my point. Okay.
1: So how do you... You said earlier, I did not give my opinions because I knew I wasn't going to make 60,000 people happy. Viewers of well, a different... I think
0: even when you're one-on-one with someone, a business owner, I think it's still... I think you should still build a relationship with somebody first before you just start throwing out your opinions and everything, right? And even your opinions on how they should act in front of a camera or what they should say or how they should say it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't believe, I, don't, I personally no, don't believe, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I don't, I don't right. believe yeah. that um, people in front of a camera, the way that we would like stories to be told, I don't think you tell them to act any certain way other than themselves. No,
1: and that's the right? trick of it all, isn't and it? And that's the
0: trick of it all, exactly. So like what I do is I listen a lot So when I first walk in and help somebody tell their story, I don't bring cameras in. I talk to people and it's at least 15, 20 minutes. Hey, what's up? How's it going today? Oh, where are you from? You know that type of thing. And
1: then you know the mascot of every single high school in Ohio, so you ask them about the high school they went to.
0: (laughs) Right, but like it's easy softball type questions that like get people talk. Most people. Well, you want to get them. You want to get them comfortable and talking and stuff like that. Right. So I do that all the time, right? Like I Mm -hmm. never just sit down. I never bring a bunch of lights. I never stick cameras in their face right away Mm -hmm. because I want to be comfortable and because I don't want them to feel like they need to perform. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. and I and I don't like to give my opinion as to how they should act in front of a camera. Mm Because I think it's important because if you want them to be as authentic as they can be with cameras in front of their face, obviously you don't want to like...
1: Oh my gosh, I'm going to flip this. Why? This this interview is going to be so annoying. So how do you, like you you behind the camera want people to be their most genuine self. So you make them comfortable. That makes sense. So how, my question was more directed at how do you become comfortable to be yourself? Which means you're going to have to... Maybe give some opinions.
0: Oh, I never had a, I never had anyone, like, talking to me when, like, I was never, like, when I was in front of the camera, I was in a stu- a cold studio by myself mm-hmm. with, like, three really big-time expensive cameras in front of me. It was very, like, very professional, lights, mm-hmm. camera, action-type mm-hmm. setting. That was inherently nerve-wracking. Right. Right? In- you see all this fancy equipment. Mm-hmm. You see all this stuff. That mm-hmm. is just, that adds to it. That's a whole other right. layer.
1: Yeah. But I'm saying, like, over time... You said you learned. It's interesting to me that you said over time, like you learned how to not give your opinion.
0: On the weather, sure, no one cares. Nobody
1: cares. Yeah, I I
0: can't go on television and start like talking about like hot button political issues. The wrong word.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. maybe the word is being your authentic, genuine self. How did you? How did you walk into that?
0: That with what I just said about like the environment that I was in, and it's not the people; it was just the the fact that you just knew, you know, you were talking, it was like the news, right? So six o'clock news, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's just, yeah, it's buttoned up, right? Like, okay. So I think I truly learned that when I, when I worked in the morning. Okay. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and I did it a lot. Like I worked in the evenings first and then I worked in the mornings and that Mm -hmm. was a lot different. Yeah. One, because like no one was in the building at 3am in the morning. Yeah. It was just like me and two other anchors and some production people. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was fun because that was just your like
1: personality came out.
0: Personality was able to come out. It was more laid back. No mm-hmm. one wants to hear like hard news in the morning. Mm-hmm. So having that like lighter mm-hmm. news show that I worked on really helped me to like yeah. come out of my shell yeah. and be more of myself for yeah. sure. Because on the six o'clock news and the eleven o'clock news are very different. If you've yeah. ever watched television news, yeah, very different.
1: Yeah. So like, did you carry that? Because then you went back to the evening news. Yeah, did then you carry I went back. that new sense I did. of like personality I did. and yeah. yeah. That's cool. I did.
0: I I think I did. But at that time I'd been there for a while. Yeah. So just breaking out of your shell. Yeah. Yeah. I was just breaking out of my shell and a lot of repetition and practice for sure. But but when I'm behind the camera, I take all that experience and I like, that's what I love about it because I like, I can teach people that really quickly and I can make them feel comfortable because no one was there to me. I mean like it was, there was a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. when you're like this, what we do isn't pressure. Like we're not live. Yeah. Just, we're just recording, right? Like, we can yeah. edit it. We can
1: yeah restart we it. We can
0: restart it. Like, yeah. And, I mean, unless you don't have all day, obviously. but like
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I go through all those things with people that I'm talking to. Like,
1: mm-hmm. this isn't live.
0: Like, you know? It's like, start over whenever you want. If you didn't like what you said, then surprisingly, that rarely happens. Yeah. And I yeah. ask questions. I ask questions 15 different ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, i yeah. If I'm trying to get somebody, somebody's to say something the way that I think they should say it, I'll just ask the same question a different way. Yeah. And eventually they'll get there.
1: Yeah, they'll get to a point where it sounds like a semblance of a narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. You but, did.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know what do you think qualifies a story? Because the other thing that I Think holds people back is you mentioned this earlier too, like oh they're yeah. so they're so like ingrained <laughs> in their daily lives they don't really see themselves as important or like their st- stories worthy of telling. Mm-hmm. So, what <clears throat> would you say to that person?
0: I mean, I would say that, the, and I learned this from our first news director. I would say that there's a story to everything. There's literally a story to everything, right? <laughs> Some people would Tell see. Tell us more. Some pe- oh, right. or, so where we're sitting right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Some people would say, just your regular old run-the-mill studio, right? Yeah. This is my grandfather's work shed that yeah. he built furniture in for 50 years.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: I, something even more benign, right? Like, uh, I don't know, a stop sign at a, at a, at a four-way stop at a, at a street. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just a stop sign, right? -hmm. But there's a story as to why that stop sign got put there for the four-way street.
1: Yeah,
0: you could look through the traffic accident records and find out maybe there was a bad accident. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you could go talk to the family who was part of that accident. Yeah, and you could ask them how they feel about there finally being a four-way stop sign at this intersection, right? Like there's a there's a story to literally everything. Yes, I
1: love that. Does that that. make sense? I love that. Yeah, but and there's a story to you. But
0: what the what the the key is like in the stop signs case, like there's not a story behind like. The stop sign itself, but there is a person connected somehow to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what yes. we do. Thank
1: you, Kyle, for clarifying that. You there's Because f- storytelling is person to person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or person to people.
0: And it might take a little digging, but you could find it.
1: hmm
0: Right? hmm And maybe there's not a bad accident that happened or whatever, but
1: mm-hmm. you try. But you at least try.
0: Exactly. But chances are there might be. Yeah. Because there was a reason they made it a four-way stop.
1: Right. Yeah. I love that. And so, you know, as you approach life with that perspective mm-hmm. as a storyteller, right. I love that perspective that stories are everywhere.
0: They, they really are, yeah. And that's when people, like I said earlier, when people say that oh, this is an interesting girl, I don't have a story to tell, I'm like, but you do. And I'm like, it's, give me a second. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so I love that. Oh my gosh, I feel like this is a good place to end on our first conversation with yeah. you, Kyle. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do rapid fire. And you know okay. what? If this episode does well, we'll just bring you back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> for more lessons from kyle okay okay so first question is your favorite story it could be book you know music like whatever you, you heard
0: me ask man this i know this sounds so cliche but i love star wars i just love <laughs> star wars i the, the story like all of them and especially now that every there's so many different parts of it and like how they all connect together yeah and, all these new spin-offs and like oh that was cool because that was in between 5 and 7 I mean, or it's whatever literally it's like, like a world i like just love cool like world. learning about the timeline and this whole universe that was created and just the re- like just the story like the basic story of star wars yeah. like that 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 people who are bad can eventually be good right mm-hmm. like Darth well Vader. that we're all that
1: we're and all, that we're and, all
0: that. and they're all redeemable
1: yes oh that's that's beautiful
0: yeah. I love that about Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you just hate Darth Vader, right? I'm, spoiler alert, if you've never seen Star Wars. Yeah, I'd
1: be like, pause it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He ends up being good, right? Like yeah, in cra-
1: his final moments, too. Yeah,
0: and it's just that one little brief moment, but he redeems himself. I mean, like,
1: that's what sold me on the whole... When you forced me to watch it when we were first yeah. married, that was the moment where I was like, okay.
0: It's the most epic moment in any movie ever, yeah, but it, it's just it's such a great storyline. It is a good story. That is my favorite story. Aww.
1: Yeah. Okay, and then um, the second question is... Tell us about the best storytelling advice you've ever heard or the worst advice that you want to warn people, you know, don't, don't do yeah. this.
0: So I would say the worst advice. I hate to go negative here. Cynical
1: Giles coming up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when I was on television and I've told this story before, I grew up watching meteorologists on television because I knew I wanted to do that someday. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they, most of them like, most of them had like a thing that they did, Yeah, like a zany character trait or like yeah. they had a festival or something like yeah. that. yeah and then when i got into television i i kind of felt that pressure as well like well what's your thing weatherman
1: <laughs> what do you do what are
0: you gonna do well i talk about the weather but but, but what's your thing yeah I, I don't know i don't like dance around i don't like i'm not a rapping weatherman i don't have and if a,
1: anyone's like been around you personally you're right. just so chill Well, no, I mean, behind the scenes, you're not, but like in person and on the, on the news, you are very, like you are a calming presence.
0: So that always bothered me. Yeah. And so the question was, what's your worst marketing advice? No, worst storytelling advice. Or worst storytelling advice. I mean, you could use it as marketing advice too, but yeah, yeah, storytelling advice. Like don't, don't try to put on a show. Yeah. I it didn't, work, it didn't work for me. It just wasn't just my yourself. personality. Just be yourself. Right. Exactly. Like that
1: seems so simple, but also because
0: yeah. like, maybe it's just my personality, but like,
1: no, I think it's, it's I
0: can spot that a mile away. And I think most people can. can too. I think and in the like, age
1: that we live in with social media, people just you love. have to be yourself.
0: And I never understood why people like that. And I still don't.
1: I mean, maybe yeah,
0: I don't understand. Let's
1: it. do some research into that. I'm Yeah. Curious it it to always know. bothered
0: me that like people yeah. were like, He's this really smart, or she's this really smart meteorologist, but but her dog—you gotta see her dog, right? Like, yeah. Why do people? Why that? Yeah. that that's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe that is part of who they are. No,
1: I'm just saying, yeah, too. Maybe they, maybe they are doing that because they just have these big personalities. Maybe that's just
0: their big person and maybe I just don't have a big personality. Maybe that's
1: what I mean. Yeah, that's but fine. the key, is and I don't,
0: good, I don't think I do.
1: But you don't have to. I think yeah. what you're saying, and it's a very. Important piece of advice for storytellers in today's day and age is you have to be yourself. Yeah, if you if you're a big loud personality, wear your hot pink clothes, like be who you are at your best. Yeah,
0: and then just naturally, I just probably am not.
1: You're not the loudest person in the room, Kyle, and you never will be.
0: No, and I think that just kind of turns me off because that's who I am. But that's that's right. You're right. That's not but who that's other people so are. Interesting that's a good to me. point. It's yeah. so interesting. So maybe I'm being kind of a jerk.
1: No. Yeah, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me because most people with your personality type would be yeah. not, would shy away from that spotlight. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't shy away from the spotlight because I, I loved what I was doing,
1: which we talked about earlier. Right, your, your purpose was larger than yourself. Right,
0: I mean, I you could go obsessed. into all kinds of other stories about how I was yeah. like, obsessively scared of the weather and right. all that, but yeah. that'll
1: be maybe our next right. interview. Okay, last question is: How do you define storytelling?
0: I, you know, I storytelling isn't hard. You know, it's very there's there's a lot of common sense to storytelling. It's simple. I, it is. It is very simple, but. Yeah, storytelling obviously isn't like when we say storytelling. It's not like I'm gonna read a story at night and yeah. put the kids to bed type storytelling. Yeah. But the storytelling is like talking about, and what I think is like real good storytelling is is when people can articulate, can effectively articulate, you know, the why behind whatever it is they're doing. You know, and it's usually something bigger than themselves, right? Yeah, like, yeah. To me, that's like a really good story. That's storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like when and you,
1: everybody has that.
0: Everybody has that. That's why yeah. I say it. Yeah, exactly. Because like, there's most of the time, hopefully in your life, like there's something that's that's bigger than you that mm-hmm. you're a part of, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the next obvious question is, well, why are you a part of that, mm-hmm. right? And then there is the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So storytelling yeah. to me is. Like, uh, discovering the why to whatever it is that, like, is bigger than yourself. Oh,
1: I love Does that. Does that make sense? Yes, and nobody said that. And in inter- Like, I love that. That's a really beautiful way to see it, Kyle. Yeah,
0: that's kind of how I see it. Because it's a fun question to ask. It is. When you're talking to people. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Great job. We'll bring you <laughs> back. Um, if you like this episode, <laughs> hit like and we'll bring <laughs> Kyle back for more. <laughs>
0: Lincoln bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. We're so glad you've listened to this podcast episode. If you liked it, would you mind doing us a favor? Share this episode with someone who would be interested in the topic too. We're on a mission to help everyone become a better storyteller. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get updated every time we release a new episode. Each and every episode is produced, hosted and edited by us, Megan Kyle Adams at Homeplace Creative. Happy storytelling.